Hey, everybody, this is Fred Ricciani of the TSC News Podcast. I sincerely appreciate y'all checking us out. For those wondering how you can access us, we're everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it, we're on it. We also have an official YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the sports courier. Or you could just search my name, Fred Ricciani, or TSC News. Be sure to enable notifications so you never miss an update. We're also on Instagram at TSC News, Twitter at Sports Courier, Facebook.com slash the Sports Courier. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the latest TSC audio. We are now being joined by Vadim Nemkov. We'll begin with a few questions from the media. Go ahead, Nolan. Vadim, congratulations on the win. Uh, talk to me. How do you feel coming out of that fight? Uh, I feel great. I have no serious injuries, so I'm going to shortly take a quick break and get ready for the next step. And you had fought Phil once before. How much did you feel like this fight was different than the last one from what you saw from him? В принципе, разницы ни в чем не было. Ничего нового Фил не добавил. У него была такая же защита от ударов рук и хорошая борьба. Все то же самое, только я опять поставил, ну, выиграл бой. Um, I don't think Phil added anything extra to his uh, defense, so I stick to this. I stuck to the same game plan, and I came out a winner today. And the first time you guys fought, the fight was very close. This time was much more decisive. You got a unanimous decision. Uh, what do you think it says about your growth as a fighter? Uh, this performance, the, the, the earning the unanimous decision. Не знаю, я знаю, что я забрал первые три раунда, четвертый, скорее всего, проиграл, а пятый был у нас ровный раунд. So I think I won the first three rounds, the fourth I think I lost, and the fifth was uh, pretty even, but I came out a winner. Главная черта Фила Дэвиса в том, что он работает три раунда или пять раундов в одном темпе. Ему разницы нет. Фил Дэвис works in the same uh, tempo for three rounds or five. It doesn't, it doesn't matter for him. Fedor Emelianenko, I think fans, you know, he's beloved by fans. Everybody knows him as the fighter. But as the coach, what kind of advice did he give you in between rounds that helped you win this one? Uh, repeat that, please. Uh, what kind of advice did Fedor give him in between rounds uh, to help him win? Fedor he was just helping me throughout the whole fight and uh, helping me between the rounds and just bringing up my mood for, for the fight. Last one for me. Uh, you'll be fighting the winner of Anthony Johnson versus Yoel Romero. Who do you think wins that fight? Могут и нокаутировать, так что для меня разницы нету. Я чемпион и готов драться с любым соперником. We'll take a few more questions here, Darren. 
Thank you very much for having me. Congratulations on this great fight that you had. What is still left to accomplish in your career? Because I believe you're eight years in since your first fight. My first step is to win this tournament and then whatever life has for me. Thank you very much. Donna? Vadim, uh, congratulations on a great performance. Is July maybe a little bit too soon for you considering that the damage you took in this fight? July or August, I'll be ready. Who would you prefer to win between Rumble Johnson and Yoel Romero? Obviously, as a, as a fight fan, uh, these are two very exciting fighters to be able to get in the cage with. If you could choose, who would you rather fight? Для меня, повторюсь, разницы нету, потому что это два бойца с хорошим ударом, с хорошей борьбой, и тяжело будет и с одним и с другим. Я не могу отдать кому-то предпочтение. Once again, it doesn't matter for me because both uh, fighters are really good on the ground or stand up, and it's going to be a good fight for me either way. Last one, Jay. Thanks very much. And uh, Vadim, congratulations on the win tonight. You landed several takedowns through the, through the fight. Was that something that you had planned on coming in, trying to beat Phil at his own game, essentially? That was our plan from the beginning. Uh, we meant to uh, steal the round at the end of a round to take Phil down so we can win the round after. All right. Thanks for the time, Vadim. Congrats. We are now being joined by Scott Coker. Go ahead, Nolan. Scott, congratulations on the third of three events in as many weeks. Uh, stretch is over. But what did you think of the uh, the main event tonight? We'll start there. Vadim Nemkov getting his belt back from uh, or retaining his title against Phil Davis. I tell you, Phil. Phil is a is a tough guy. Nemkov is a beast. There's a reason why he's a champ. And um, my hats off to Phil, though. He it was a great scrap. Those guys really duked it out. And when I when I think about Phil, I mean, what a what a class act. He hit he hit Nemkov with a hook in the fourth round. Would have dropped most people. So it tells you a lot about Nemkov's you know will to continue and his ability to sustain damage. So great fight. Corey Anderson was on a, a man on a mission against uh, Dovlechan Yagshamaradov. What did you think of uh, his performance in the coming? Yeah, I mean, really, um, Yags is a tough guy. Comes out throwing bombs. And, you know, Corey, seasoned veteran, took his time, did what he had to do. But really, for, you know, the first round, I, I, I thought maybe it might swing the other way. So we had some great fights. The tournament fights were amazing tonight. And uh, overall, we had just had a, a fantastic card. I think this is the best card out of the three that we've thrown so far. And I think that they're just going to get better and better. I'd be remiss not to bring up Paul Daly versus uh, Sabaho Masi. Where does that rank? I mean, we were talking. I think that might be the best fight since you guys started throwing events here at the during the pandemic. 
Yeah, that's that's why I love Paul Daly. I mean, people, you know, underestimate this guy sometimes. Or like you said, just don't give him his respect. But the guy is a legend in the sport. I mean, my favorite fight of all time, honestly, is him fighting Nick Diaz uh, in Strikeforce, I think, 2012. And I thought he knocked out Nick for a second there. And then, then Nick got up. And it was it was amazing. And to me, this was another performance like that. I mean, the, the kid he fought was really tough. And, and I, they thought that it might, you know, that he might be the underdog. But Paul, once again, prevailed. And, and he brought it. So congratulations to Paul Daly and another great win for a legend. I'm going to start calling him a legend now. And, and hearing those compliments, I mean, uh, do you think that you guys will be able to carve out those catchweight fights that that uh, that he's been talking about? Yeah, listen, it's always awkward when the fighter's on the podium trying to negotiate, you know, like his uh, his next purse with you when I'm sitting there watching him. Because I'm thinking in my head, are you, you, know, you going to make weight when we pay you more money? Well, I think we're paying you pretty well already. You know, you should come to weight. But listen, it, Paul, Paul can do what he wants to do. If he wants to make a title run, we're going to open up some doors for him and try to, you know, get him to that point. But if he wants to have some fights at 75, 70, it's up to him. Personally, I wish he'd go to 70 and, and really give it another shot because this guy has power in both hands. He's fought everybody. He's never ducked anybody. And on any given day, if he punches you, man, it's over. Two more for me. Julia Budd headlined your prelims against Diana Silva. Um, before the fight and after, she said that she hoped to kind of cut in front of Katzengano in line. Where do you see the, the top contenders in that division when it comes to fighting the winner of Cyborg Smith? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I think you got to go check out our rankings. You know, there you go. So, <laughs> but uh, listen, I think Kat definitely deserves to be in that top mix. I think that, uh, um, you know, there's, I, I think Julia, look, she proved that she could fight Cyborg. You know, can she beat her again? I, I'm not sure. But as far as fighting and being competitive, I think she did a, a just as good job as anybody that I've seen, you know, recently fight Cyborg and, and hung in there. The fight in LA last year or, or the beginning of uh, 20, the yeah, beginning of 20, so about a year, a couple months ago, that was a, a brutal fight. But, you know, Julia, Julia got her shots in and she did, she did some damage too. So, you know, we'll see. I'm going to go back and shuffle the deck like we always do. And, and we'll come out with some great fights moving forward. Whenever Fedor's in the house, I have to ask you a Fedor question. Um, I don't know if you saw before this event started, but uh, I, I tweeted something out about our conversation the other day and, and how there were different options on the table for Fedor. Josh Barnett chimed in and said that the only two options are Josh Barnett and Joshua Barnett. Did you see that? And is that a fight that you think needs to happen? I didn't see it. I, I, uh, I, I didn't see it. But, um, you know, I'll bring it up to Fedor, too. You know, see see what he thinks and what he wants to do. Again, this is going to be a... A big moment for him. He's got two fights left. I, I call it on a, our retirement tour. And 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 honestly, we I think we might have already been done with Fedor's fights by now if COVID didn't hit because we're trying to do a fight in Europe for him, uh, you know, months ago. But um, we've been waiting and waiting for the crowds to come back because I just don't think that Fedor should fight, you know, his last fight in front of no crowds. I think he should be where in an audience where people can really come and appreciate him and, and pay tribute to uh, the legend that he is. Giancarlo. Hi, Scott. Uh, last week you had five fights on the main card and tonight four fights. Just curious, what did you think of uh, the way the events were? And in terms of pacing, which uh, do you prefer? I, mean, I think pacing was really well uh, tonight. I think that, um, you know, we had four fights on the TV card. Uh, two of them were ended early, but, um, you know, we had a couple that went the distance. The last fight went five rounds and I think we signed off just in time. So, uh, for the prelims, I think we were probably 10 minutes before the hour. And 
Uh, I think we were probably 10, 10 minutes before the half hour that uh, we ended the, the main event fights. And I think everybody's happy. And final one for me, uh, you know, Paul Daly, just to follow up on the other question, talked about him being the champion of the 75 pound division and challenging guys who can't make 170. Just how open are you to experimenting with something like that, like a 165 pound division, 175 pound? Do you think there's a place for that in MMA? You know, I, I, what I will say is we're going to stick to our divisions and I like our divisions. I think that, uh, you know, we have great athletes uh, in each division competing uh, to make something for Paul, just to have a, a championship fight at 175. I'm not sure if we're going to do that, but we'll definitely give him some opportunities for him to, to shine and, and show his skills and compete and, uh, you know, move forward. Martina? Hello, sir. This is my first time talking with you. It's a pleasure. Uh, just three questions about uh, some Polish MMA and Polish fans that could watch Bellator now, thanks to cooperation between Bellator and uh, public television. First of all, I would like to know something about cooperation between uh, your organization and Polish KSW. There were some talks be uh, between you about matching Paul Daly with uh, Roberto Soldic, our Pol Polish Croatian uh, welterweight champ. Is it still on the table or maybe not? And if not, why? <laughs> yeah, you know, we have a good relationship with uh, KSW and I've known them for a very long time, you know, over 10 years now, and they do a great job. And uh, we talked about doing something together and the door is always open. Uh, we just couldn't put it together financially to make it work for everybody. But in the future, if uh, there was an opportunity that made sense for all parties, we definitely would do it because we do co-promote with other, you know, brands across the world. So to me, it just, it just has to make sense on a fiscal level. We'll take a couple more. Santiago. Hi, Scott. Greetings from Amsterdam and congratulations on a beautiful night of fights. You just announced the fight between Lima and Amasov for in June. How many more events are you planning to have in June? And is, is a Gegard Musasi title defense in your plans for June? Well, the thing is, uh, you're going to have to wait uh, maybe another week or so uh, before we announce some more fights. So um, I want to hold off on making a commitment on who's going to fight next. But I'm excited about this Amosov fight with Lima. As you guys know, Amosov is a beast. He's a killer. He has amazing striking, wrestling, uh, jujitsu. And so uh, I'm excited to see him fight. And Douglas Lima is, you know, he, he is he is a tough kid, and he is definitely somebody that, uh, you know, has proven himself in the cage over and over. Um, and, and, and being labeled as one of the dangerous fighters uh, uh, right now for Bellator. So I think Douglas is going to have a great fight. He's going to have his hands full. I think Amosov is going to have his hands full. And it's going to be another great war. I think we're going to see an amazing fight on June 11th. I'm really enjoying these events in Uncasville, but we also want some MMA on primetime in Europe. When do you think Bellator is going to resume with the very successful European series events? Mm -hmm. um, my guess is as we start traveling here in the U.S. and as a travel ban opens up for us to travel around the world, then uh, we'll, we'll be able to come there and throw fights. We do have plans to continue traveling internationally uh, and doing fights. So it might, it might be sometime in the late summer or it might be in the fall, but uh, we will be there uh, before the end of the year. Darren. Thanks for having me, Scott. Congratulations on a wonderful event, uh, continuing a streak of wonderful events. Two-parter, and the first question is, 
the Showtime partnership, everything going as planned. I'd imagine that everything is, but curious to hear more about that. And the second part is, how long are you planned to being at uh, Mohegan Sun for? Is this a long-term deal or something that goes month to month? I'll tell you, um, we were here since July. So we've been here almost, you know, nine months, 10 months. Um, and we'll continue to be here, let's say, through midsummer. Uh, and as things open up around the world uh, and around the U.S., we're definitely going to get on the road and start promoting. But I do think that we, you'll see us here uh, at the Mohegan Sun with audience coming into uh, the hotel and coming into uh, the uh, arena here. So I believe that this by you know the second fight, maybe by Chris Cyborg's fight uh, against Leslie Smith, you might see some audience. It might be a small percentage of the venue capacity size. Uh, but we're going to work with the um, COVID task force from Viacom. We're going to work with the uh, the casino. We're going to work with the state. And we're going to make sure that we do it uh, under the rules and regulations and the guidance of everybody. But I do believe that in by the end of May, you'll see us here with a uh, small audience as we can uh, move forward into, you know, the further months like, you know, June, July, August, uh, the, the capacity will grow. Um, and I do believe that, you know, by the end of the year, I think it's going to be full capacity everywhere, hopefully. And um, then we'll start we'll start traveling as soon as we can. And the Showtime partnership is going oh. as amazing as planned. Yeah. You know what? Uh, again, the, the what's great about this relationship is these are people I have already worked with in the past. And uh, it's like a reunion. It, just like, you know, uh, 10 years later, it's just like a reunion. And the same producer is there. The same uh, PR SVP is there. Steven was there uh, when I had Strike Force, and we had Gordon Hall, and David Dinkins. I mean, it's 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 a lot of the same crew. So uh, it's like going back in, in time a little bit and uh, having a reunion with everybody. And I think that if you look at their storytelling, I think they do it better than anybody else. And honestly, those feature pieces that they built and that I've seen rolling out uh, on the broadcast are just phenomenal. And uh, they know how to tell a story and they know how to paint a picture. And I think that's uh, a great, a great addition for the Bellator production. Donna? Scott, uh, a quick yes or no one about the European series you were just talking about. I've read rumors online that it's finished. Is is it yes or no? Is that done? Say that again, Donna. Is, is the European series done or no? Done? Finished. Oh, no, 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 no. The European series is not done. You have to remember, um, even though things are opening up, we are not able to travel across the world as easily as we need to in order to do resume our business there. But I do believe that in the European time zone, before the end of the year, you're going to see, you know, three, four fights uh, there, you know, in different countries and different cities. I do believe we'll go to a couple of cities we haven't been before. But as far as it being done, no, we spent a lot of time. We signed a lot of fighters. We owe a lot of fighters fights there that we're going to honor. And uh, we're creating a game plan. Well, actually, we already have a game plan right now. And uh, when we're able to execute it, we're going we're to go full steam. Uh, I got a lot of response on Twitter yesterday when I talked about your next card, Bellator 258. I said it was an obscenely good card. It's the kind of card that I believe you probably could have snuck on a Showtime pay-per-view. Maybe it's it's got that level of star power. Unfortunately, you've lost one of the big fights, uh, James Gallagher. Also, Brian Moore is out with COVID, but James Gallagher was was a big main card fight. Have you any comment on um on on what exactly is the reasoning behind uh, Gallagher's removal? Uh, what is the reason James was out? 
Yeah. Uh, James is out uh, due to an injury. Um, I love James Gallagher. I always really enjoy him watching. I enjoy watching him fight. Patrick Mix was going to be uh, uh, a big fight for him. And uh, we were really looking forward to that. But if you look at the entire fight card, this card is stacked top to bottom and has some big star power. It's going to have some amazing fights. MVP versus Derek Anderson. I'm looking forward to that. Of course, you have the fight that everybody's looking forward to in the tournament, which is Rumble versus Romero. And then Juan Archuleta versus Pettis. That's going to be another crazy fight. So from top to bottom, undercard, you know, TV fights, it's going to be just a massive fight card. And uh, I think week after week, you know, we've been delivering these amazing events. And we and that's the beauty of the Showtime relationship is that, look, you get 22 dates a year for MMA. You get 22 dates a year for boxing. It's the best value proposition in combat sports is the Showtime subscription. Last one, Jay. Thanks very much, Scott. And a great event again tonight. The Grand Prix has been uh, really, really good so far. We heard tonight that uh, Julius Angelicus will be the uh, alternate, or at least one of the alternates. So I'm just wondering if there will be others. And what was the deciding factor in picking Julius over someone like, say, Carl Albrechtson, who also picked up a big win tonight? Yeah, you know what? We're talking to everybody. And to be honest, um, we're going to prepare a couple of alternates. Um, and... But I will say this, our goal is to keep this tournament intact because of just the star power that it has. And if we have to wait a month or two or, you know, six weeks, we're going to wait uh, for the competitors to get ready. So um, if, if we have an injury, we're, we're going to be flexible. But see, things seem to be going along, uh, you know, in a good fashion. No one's gotten seriously hurt. Bader is good. I believe that uh, Corey is good. Nemkov's a little banged up, but by the time he fights again, he'll be good. And then we'll see what happens on May 7th between, you know, um, the Rumble fight versus Joel Romero. So if they, if they don't get any injuries in May, this fight could happen as early as July, the semifinals, and or it could be August, depending on how everybody's feeling. Um, and we're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to knock this thing out before the end of the year.